Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. This guy is a machine. All he does is work out and pick winners. Early odds with Joe Ostrowski. Oregon's down by 12. They're on a 45-yard line with no timeouts. Oregon's got an all-American field goal kicker. Why didn't somebody tell me? Chicago Sports Betting Show. Touchdown, Ohio State. There are some folks who are celebrating and others who are saying, you've got to be kidding. You kind of know what I'm thinking about. Over or under? Under would be the key word. Hello? Bet with an edge. He'd find out the kind of inside stuff nobody else knew, and that's what he put his money on. He even figured out the different bounce you got off the different kinds of wood they used on college basketball courts, you know? Early odds with Joe Ostrowski. A friend of mine is very smart, said I've been very lucky with gambling. I've never won. Saturday mornings on 670 The Score and the Radio.com app. Take advantage. I'm Joe Ostrowski, and I'm broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios, presented by your local Hyundai dealers. With Championship Sunday tomorrow, the perfect time to talk to one of our regular friends here on Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. We welcome in Ryan Horvath, BetMGM tonight at Ryan Horvath on Twitter. You hear him weeknights on the BetQL Network, sometimes the 9 o'clock hour is airing right here on Sports Radio 670. The score, I've got BetQL daily, 8 to 11 a.m. And Horvy, you ready? In about a week, uh, we're going to be doing a week full of shows from the BetMGM Sportsbook right next to the stadium in Glendale, Arizona. That's going to be wild. We're going to cover the Super Bowl, but we're not going to be on Radio Row. We're going to be doing it inside a sportsbook. Uh, how cool is that? Kind of a sign of the times here in 2023. Really excited for it. Don't even want to go on Radio Row, so I'm really excited to be at the sportsbook. Same. Actually, you know, I do want to go to Radio Row for one event only. No. I always listen. I obviously, you know, I listen to the station. I listen to Lawrence. And Lawrence always tells this great story about when Prince did the halftime show and he did his press conference and he pretty much performed for everybody in the media. I want to go to Rihanna's because she's doing the halftime act, obviously, the halftime show. I want to go to her press conference and see maybe if I could take a shot with Rihanna. You think I have a chance? Forget the Rihanna, Disturbia, and all that stuff. I mean, yeah, you can get excited about it. You're not even going anyways. You're not going to get a press pass. Here's what is very exciting. We have the opportunity to make the masses very upset 
or some of them very happy because on Friday, when they have all of the rehearsals, we're going to be right outside the state. I don't know if you'll be there. I'll be there because I work in the morning. You yeah. work at the night. But I'll be there to time the anthem all three yep. times that they rehearse it. So I could share that information with people if I want. If I really want to upset gambling Twitter, which isn't always a bad thing, I could put put it out there. Yeah, I mean, it's always good to poke the bear, but don't be that, Jabroni, because then they're going to take it off the board, unless you get your bet in, because that's what happened last year, if you remember, obviously, is somebody got a hold of it. A couple of years ago, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah I, I thought it was last year. Maybe it was two years ago, but they pulled it immediately pretty much everywhere. So you don't want to yeah. be that guy. But, hey, whatever you got to do to get the edge. Yes, get those bets in. All right, uh, let's start off with this. Let's uh, branch out a little bit. And I know you've got a Super Bowl MVP bet. I think that's uh, an interesting way to talk about this. So is this. The fact that we're sitting here the day before championship Sunday and there's really no favorite. The team that's favored to win the Super Bowl at this moment on Monday morning was the fourth favorite. It's crazy. And for the first time in 45 years, the favorite, the weekend of championship Sunday is a longer shot than two to one. The Eagles opened the week as a fourth favorite. They are now the favorite at plus 240. Right behind the Eagles, Bengals plus 260. Going back and forth with the Chiefs this week. Chiefs plus 275 is the third favorite. I guess the Niners are your long shot, but I don't think it really qualifies at plus 350. Tells you how coin flippy both of these games are tomorrow, and any of the four can legitimately win uh, the Lombardi Trophy. Yeah, I'm excited how it all worked out here. And I think there's going to be some good in-game live betting opportunities, especially in the AFC Championship game with what we saw the last couple of years between Cincinnati and Kansas City, where, you know, Kansas City looked like they were going to roll in both of those games, uh, the regular season and the playoffs. And then Cincinnati defensively, they do what they do best. That's make those second half defensive adjustments, limit mm -hmm. Patrick Mahomes to three points in both of those games. So I think we're going to get some good live betting opportunities, but I'm excited for these games. Yeah, and I don't think you could ask for better matchups. It, it, it's hard to pick, though. You know, both of these, I could see, I can make the case for the Eagles. I could actually make the case for San Francisco. Obviously, ah. make the case for Cincinnati, even with that beat-up offensive line, because I thought we overrated that last week. And then I guess the biggest wild card, the biggest question mark, how healthy is Mahomes going to be? That's the only thing that could possibly take away from these matchups this weekend, because I think both games will be close. Both probably come down to a field goal or a touchdown. But how healthy is Mahomes going to be? Because a high ankle sprain is nothing to mess with, man. That's a brutal injury. And, and what you're saying, you could make the case for any of these teams to win. We're not just talking cover like right. we usually are. Uh, for any of these teams to win, I, I think it's terrific. Okay, so yes, they could be close. Yes, you could make the case for any team winning, but I also have strong stances on both games for the sides. Before we dive in, do you have strong stances? Do you have hot fire takes, sides, totals, props on both of these games? I do, yeah. So yes. let's start in the NFC. Yep. Um, one prop that I played immediately. I played this last week, and we should have got there. So Brock Purdy, I know for most he's been a fun story. I kind of treat Brock Purdy the way that I treated TCU, or now he's just starting to get annoying to me. Fun story. But like TCU, they did nothing this year but cover. They go all the way to the national title game where they get absolutely blown out by Georgia, and that was a beautiful thing. But my co-host, they fall in love with all these underdogs, man. And Brock Purdy was a fun story. But now, like, the reason it's gotten annoying is, uh, look at last week against Dallas. He should have thrown three picks in that game. Trayvon Diggs drops one. 
we're, we're overrating Brock Purdy a little bit here. He has the second best odds, third best odds to be rookie of the year, which makes absolutely no sense. Garrett Wilson's going to win the award. I understand that. Please, Chris please. Olave, Chris Olave is not even on this list, but Brock Purdy, who started what? Seven, eight games is on this list over Olave. Olave had over 70 receptions this year, averaged 14 yards per reception. And look at his quarterbacks, man. It was uh Andy Dalton it was Jameis Winston it was Taysom Hill at times so I hate when we do this with the lovable underdog so I'm rooting against Brock Purdy I think he's throwing an interception this week it's pretty chalky uh last week it was plus 110 this week minus 155 I just think he steps up in class against this Philly defense although Dallas's defense I thought was excellent last week also let's look at it like this this is really his first true road test that Mm -hmm. crowd is going to be hostile obviously in Philadelphia uh, I like Brock Purdy to throw an interception, and I really like the Eagles in the game. I like him at two and a half. Even if we do get to three, which I don't think that we do, might be tempted to play some San Francisco, but I'm just going to stick with Philly here. The one area where you could attack the Niners is their secondary. In the slot, they're giving up over nine and a half yards per reception to the slot receiver position, so I think Devontae could have a big game here. And then they really struggle with the outside wide receivers as well. I believe 24th in DVOA on passes that travel 20 or more intended air yards. So I think A.J. Brown could have a bounce back game. The problem there is he's dealing with the hip injury, but we just heard him uh, a couple days ago. You know, he said, I don't want to be a diva, but I do want the football. I like him to go over four and a half receptions. Love Brock Purdy to throw a pick. And I like the Eagles. I just, I know how good the Niners defense is. The linebackers can cover. I think Fred Warner's the best inside linebacker in the league. Nick Bosa is going to be defensive player of the year. I just don't love that secondary. So I think Philly will be able to hit them with the explosive play. And then the other thing, all I needed to see from Philly last week was Jalen healthy. He looked healthy enough. Week 18, no quarterback design runs. Barely pushed the ball down the field with that shoulder injury. I think they're going to use his legs here. So even if San Francisco is able to stop the run, stop Miles Sanders and Boston Scott and all those guys, I think they're going to have a tough time containing Jalen here. So I like the Eagles, and I like those props that I had mentioned. Love, love, love the Eagles. Love the Eagles. Uh, I, I think they're absolutely going to be representing the NFC in the Super Bowl. I, as far as a side, I feel stronger about the NFC side than I do the AFC Brock Purdy to throw a pick. Yes, agree. Best price I've seen this week is at minus 140. I'm wondering if we can find a, a site where they're offering ladder options on that. Two plus interceptions, three plus interceptions, because I, I would probably take those odds because I'd assume they'd be pretty appealing. That would not surprise me at all. And if you look at the history, I don't know if this was part of your angle of these rookie quarterbacks making the the conference championship. That that's what they do. They throw picks. Purdy's the fifth guy. Sanchez interception. Flacco three. Roethlisberger three interceptions as a rookie. Sean King with two interceptions as a rookie in the conference title game. And, and what happened last week? How impressive was Brock Purdy when he was actually pressured facing a quality defense? They couldn't get to twenty points. Well, in back to back weeks, he's going to face another. High-level defense that puts pressure on the opposing quarterbacks. Let's not forget the Eagles has 70 sacks in the regular season, third most all time. So I don't mind taking a look at some of those props uh, if you want to find an Eagle or two to get a sack. I'm with you on the Purdy uh, interception props. I'm with you on the Eagles. Uh, A.J. Brown, it makes perfect sense. Also had no issue with anything he had to say. He's their big play guy. Devontae's more to the volume, and A.J. Brown's 
the big play guy. I was taking a look at uh, some of his various props. I know you went receptions. What do you think about him being the big play guy and going over longest reception at 26 and a half? Yeah, especially with what we talked about. You know, San Francisco really struggling to defend on the outside and in the slot. I think they're going to move AJ around a little bit here as well. Mm -hmm. And they're prone to giving up those big plays. Again, that's the only area where you could attack San Francisco. You can't really do anything underneath because Fred Warner and their linebackers, Greenlaw, they play sideline to sideline. I really like that. I think, you know, you're going to look for the explosive play, obviously, with AJ. So I like that one. Probably going to add that to the card. And then I like the anytime touchdown. You know, anything plus money, which we're still getting for A.J. Brown, I do think he gets into the end zone. I think yeah. when they get into the red zone, he's going to be the target because he's so big and he's so tough to defend on the outside. So like all the A.J. Brown props. Let's also add that uh, this great Niners defense, it, it is great, but oh, yeah. that's how you attack them on the outside. They've allowed seven 100-yard games to receivers. A few of those receivers, MVS, Juju, and Dorch, okay? Not the best receivers around. So uh, I, I find that to be pretty interesting. Maybe it's going to be somebody under the radar that we're not expecting. And oh, yeah. let's look on the flip side. We know the one weakness that the Eagles have. So you mentioned the Niners' weakness, and the Eagles have one weakness, and yep. that is stopping the run. And you got Shanahan with the run game. Here's the wrinkle, though. CMC's hobbled. Mitchell's hobbled. I would like to say, okay, yeah, I don't have a problem uh, backing some props with a Niners running back, but which one is it going to be? Is it going to be Debo with a, a few more opportunities out of the backfield? And what if the Niners are chasing? Are they going to be forced to uh, make Purdy throw a lot? So that's a matchup that I would normally take a look at, but with all these variables, with the injuries, and you know, I, I could see the Eagles dominating this game, not something I want to bet. Completely agree. If anything, I'd look at Debo rushing props, but we go from last week, 15 and a half yards all the way up to, as I look right now, 20 and a half at some spots and it's mm -hmm. juice minus 115. I was on Debo last week, should have got that one home. I would prefer him over McCaffrey in the 60s because of what you said. He's hobbled right now. If anything, I might look at receptions for McCaffrey only because the Eagles, you know, at times this year, they really struggled to defend the run, but then they got Jordan Davis back. They made all those midseason pickups, all those veterans, and they've been much better against the run. They also limit the explosive pass. You can't really hit them deep, but you can kind of dink and dunk your way down the field. That's the one area that the Eagles struggle to defend. Passes with air intended yards between one to nine yards. So maybe if you're looking to play some McCaffrey props, I would look at any time touchdown or I would look at receptions. But only the only rushing over I would go for San Francisco would be Debo, even at 20 and a half. I think Debo is going to have a monster game for San, for San Francisco if they're going to stay in this game. Very good. Early out to Joe Ostrowski, Sports Radio 670, the score previewing championship Sunday from a betting perspective. That's what we do here on Early Odds with my guy, Ryan Horvat, BetMGM tonight, at Ryan Horvat on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter by my name as well, at Joe Ostrowski. All right, Ryan, let's go to the AFC side and the line movement. Chiefs Bengals has been fascinating all week. It started early on, KC favored by three. And then we had a ton of line movement going back to last Sunday. And it really seemed to start with Tony Romo's comments because he's saying, hey, I've dealt with this injury. I don't know that Mahomes is going to play. It felt like the reaction immediately afterwards, oh, Mahomes had plans on playing in the AFC Championship. Well, of course, he was just on the field. He finished the game against Jacksonville, and he looked really good. He, I mean, he was extremely efficient the rest of that game. Romo says that, and the point spread takes a nosedive. 
It comes down a couple of points. And then we get into the week and the favorite flips to Cincinnati midweek after we get some video of Mahomes walking on and off a podium and doing some super light stretches. People decided, oh, my God, Mahomes is a lot healthier than I thought. And then it flips again to the Kansas City side. Horvey, if you played this right, you could have easily gotten uh, both teasers at plus seven, Cincinnati plus seven, Kansas City plus seven. And people talk a lot about how Burrow is three and zero straight up and against the spread against Patrick Mahomes. While true, all three of those games were decided by a field goal. So uh, teasing this game isn't the worst idea in the world, but I'm, I'm a little worried about that NFC side. Not quite sure a teaser is going to hit over there. But uh, what are you thinking with the Bengals and the Chiefs? Yeah, I agree with the NFC side. That's why I stayed away from the teaser here. So I like the Chiefs, actually, and I played them immediately. The concern, obviously, is this injury. A high ankle sprain is nothing to mess with, especially at the quarterback position or if you're a skill position player because he's going to have to plant. Like, you saw it on those stretch runs. That's what concerns me about or about Mahomes right now. He couldn't even hand the ball off. He was he was hopping on one leg just on those stretch runs to hand the ball off. Mm-hmm. But I still like Kansas City because, like, going into the year, I liked Kansas City. I know that there were people, we were talking about this before the season began, people making the case maybe for the Chiefs to miss the playoffs. Mahomes was going to miss Tyreek Hill. Instead, he's going to be the MVP of the league. It's almost like he's playing right now with a chip on his shoulder. Like, we saw this a couple years ago with Aaron Rodgers after the Packers drafted Jordan Love, and I played the MVP ticket with him. I just feel like this is Mahomes' year, the Chiefs' year. I guess that's a little narrative-based, but we've turned this into a legacy game. You know, Joe Burrow's undefeated against Patrick Mahomes. I saw Good Morning Football. They made the case that if Burrow beats Mahomes again, he's the better quarterback. I love Joe Burrow. He's probably my favorite quarterback in the league. I've loved him since LSU. I don't think he's a better quarterback than Patrick Mahomes. Not yet. I don't think there's anybody better than Mahomes. Well, well, okay, let's play that out for a second. Uh, Go with what they said. What if he goes 4-0? straight up and against the spread, and he gets the ring. Don't you think they're on even footing? I don't know, man, because I love Burrow, but I'm going to argue that he has the better weapons. I'm going to say Mahomes has the better. Yeah, he does. He does. And I'm not ripping the Chiefs' weapons, but, like, look, it's it's, – He does now that Tyreek's gone. It's Juju Smith-Schuster. I love Kelsey, but he's a tight end. Yeah, I mean, T. Higgins is a number one wide receiver on any other team. Uh, Jamar Chase was rookie of the year and one of a top five receiver already as a rookie last year. Hayden Hurst has had a monster year. Yeah, I'm going to say Burrow has the better weapons. And it's just, it's football. Like, that's why I always hate the ring conversation. You know, Peyton only won two. Rodgers and Favre only won one. Brady's great. Brady's the guy I want with the football at the end of the games. But I think Mahomes is the more talented quarterback. Mahomes could do things with the football that I've never seen done. And I used to say this about Dan Marino too. Zero Super Bowl rings. I still think Dan Marino is one of the all-time greats, probably a top 10 quarterback ever. I don't know, man. Like, skill set-wise, I think Mahomes is better. But this is now a legacy game. I think that's a little unfair because Mahomes is playing with an injury where if this is the regular season, we probably don't see him for three to four weeks. They're going to have to keep him up to play in this game. I figured he was going to look good at the podium. That's why I played the Chiefs immediately while they were still one-and-a-half-point dogs because we knew they were probably going to shoot him up for Thursday for a full practice but they're going to shoot him up before that game. I just think Mahomes, even on one leg, is going to find a way to win this game. It's going to be his mm-hmm. legacy game. Also, I think they're going to be able to run the ball here. Like, And that's the thing. Andy Reid, we saw this in Philadelphia with those Donovan McNabb teams. He gets a little too pass happy. You have to give Pacheco 14 to 15 carries in this game. He was averaging six yards per pop last week. You know, you could work Jarek McKinnon in there. Maybe uh, Edwards Hilaire is active this week. We haven't seen that yet. 
I just think they're going to have to run the ball. And also, it's not like Mahomes is going to have to hunt the big play and sit in the pocket all day. I think he's going to take what's given to him underneath. Kelsey could have a big day. Juju could have a bounce back game after not really doing a whole lot last week. I still like the Chiefs here. And also, I hear people make the case, well, it's Burrow going against a terrible defense. If you look at the Chiefs, man, their secondary Mm. since week nine, they're ninth EPA per drop back. They made the right adjustments on the defensive side of the ball. They took their rookie, McDuffie. They put him in the slot. I don't think they're as bad defensively as people talk about. So uh, I like Mahomes to get it done. I also have a Super Bowl MVP ticket on Mahomes, plus 325. It's a better price uh, than you're getting on the Chiefs right now to win it overall at plus 280. And I also like an exact Super Bowl matchup. I've already seen this in my head, Joe. We're getting the Kelsey Bowl. Kelsey's mom's going to be there. (laughs) Who to root for. She's going to have the split jerseys. It's going to be Chiefs over Eagles plus 1,400 right now, 14 to 1 at MGM. I like that. Really? Yeah. That's pretty good value at this point. Yeah. Okay. Cause I like that as well. All right. First off on the borough point, understood everything that you've said. If you're bringing up any Mahomes trends though, this week, Oh, Mahomes as a dog. And then it appears he's not going to be a dog, whatever Mahomes in this spot at Arrowhead. Look how great he is. You can bring up the same stuff with Burrow. Burrow yeah. is 20 and five against the spread in his last 25 games. Anytime he faces a team above 500, he's 15 and two outright, 15 and two outright. And here's the thing. The Chiefs better start scoring some points in the fourth quarter. You mentioned it earlier in these three matchups. Yes, they've all been close, but what's happened. The Bengals make those adjustments on defense and they shut the chiefs down in the fourth quarter, three games. They have a total of six points in the fourth quarter against the Bengals. That has to change. A couple of things that do stand out. You mentioned Mahomes after the ankle last week. And yes, I know people say, once you start resting, it gets worse, all that stuff. Mahomes was really, really good. I feel like people have just looked over that part, that after the injury, he found a way to get it done. And I think Reed's going to play to that as well with some of the play calling. Yes, he's not going to be Mahomes on the run, but he can still do other things. The The other day, um, his passing prop jumped 15 yards. Why? Because people saw him walk on video. They're like, oh, he's actually going to play. It's not going to be a Chad Henney game. I can't believe people actually thought that was going to be the case. Here's one of the biggest reasons, though, that I am backing Kansas City. What was the number one talking point slash storyline last week with Cincinnati? What was Bengals it? offensive line? Damn right. It was all about the offensive line. Everybody's talking about Mahomes. Nobody's talking about those three backups on the offensive line for Cincinnati. And what the weather in Buffalo did, it put the uh, Bengals in a position where the Bills pass rush wasn't going to be as effective in those conditions. We're not going to have those conditions this time around. I mean, Chris Jones might just have a monster game on the defensive side for the Chiefs. So I I think that's something that is being completely overlooked. Also overlooked, hey, you know they almost just lost to the Ravens, right? They were just six-point underdogs to the Bills. I know they haven't lost a game since Halloween against the Cleveland Browns, but I do feel like we're coming a bit too far. And I love Joe Burrow and the Bengals as much as anyone. I have a 25 to one Super Bowl ticket. I was telling people bet the Bengals when it wasn't popular, but I'm with you. I like Kansas City. This is the play here. It makes me feel better about Mahomes passing yards. How do you feel about Mahomes over two and a half touchdowns on the ankle? 
like the Mahomes touchdowns angle. I also like Mahomes completions. Just again, I think that it's going to be a lot of quick throws, mm-hmm. kind of like what we saw from Burrow last week. And that's why the, the offensive line thing didn't really bother me for Cincinnati because Burrow had taken them to the Super Bowl last year with a terrible offensive line, a makeshift offensive line. And he gets rid of the ball in under three seconds. He has one of the quickest releases in the NFL. And I think that's what we're going to see from Mahomes. You make a great point. You know, the, the Chiefs are going to have to be much better in the second half of these games, man, because Lou Anarumo, I think he's going to be a head coach here in the next two years, the D.C. for Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. He makes the right adjustments. But now Andy Reid, he has to make the counter because he's seen those adjustments now two times, right? So yeah. I just think that the Chiefs are going to have the perfect game plan. I think Mahomes is going to have at least 26, 28 completions at minimum in this game. So I like the completions, like the touchdown passes. And I also think you brought up a great angle right there with Chris Jones. I don't really like paying juice, paying Vig for props, but Chris Jones, man, yeah. zero postseason sacks. He's never mm. had a sack in the postseason. And against that offensive line, I think he's going to have a big game. He's going to make yeah. life living hell for Joe Burrow. And I think we're, again, a high ankle sprain is a really devastating injury. It's a tough injury to play with. This is the regular season. Mahomes isn't playing. But I just feel like we're overrating it the same way, like you said, we overrated the offensive line problems for the Bengals last week. And I think Mahomes is going to look fine, at least for the first half, while he's still, uh, you know, on the good stuff. If we're, uh, <laughs> if we're, if we're doing anything on the Bengals side, Jamar Chase. Don't forget, he has a 266-yard, three-touchdown game in his back pocket against this Chiefs defense. Uh, the prop is 83 and a half, six and a half, or seven and a half receptions, depending where you look. Really anything, like that. Anything for you? Yeah, I got a couple here actually. So I'm going to go Joe Mixon under three and a half receptions which you could still find, obviously, shop around. I think the worst price I saw for that was minus 120. And the reason is Samaji Pirine is really the receiving back. He's the better blocking back. He's the third down back. And his receptions this week, only one and a half. So I like Pirine over one and a half receptions. I'm actually going to stay away from the yards. The yards are anywhere right now from 14 and a half all the way up to 18 and a half. And it's juice minus 120. I'm just going to go with the receptions. Again, Burrow playing behind a dinged up offensive line. He's going to have to get rid of the ball quickly. And with Chris Jones and Clark out there rushing the passer, I think Pirine's going to have at least three, four receptions in this game. So I think we're getting a discounted price. And if you get on it right now, it's plus money as well. Okay, I want to throw one more thing at you. That caught my eye. And Super Bowl MVP, I'll talk about that coming up. And I know you mentioned that you already bet Mahomes. If you were... How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
from the launcher online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all in one e commerce platform to their in person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI powered all star. Shopify powers 10% of all e commerce in the US. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award winning 24 7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast agree with us that you're thinking chiefs and eagles here's another way to attack it with some value playoff passing leader of the four teams still alive purdy's in the lead with 546 Burrow is second with 451. The other two, obviously, Mahomes and Hertz. Mahomes has less than 200 yards. Hertz has 154. But if you think San Francisco and Cincinnati aren't making the Super Bowl, that means Purdy and Burrow are going to be caught by Mahomes. You get two more games of Mahomes, and he's 8-1 to one to be the passing leader. right? What, what do you think about that one? I guess there is a chance that Burrow plays one less game, and he still beats out Mahomes, even though Mahomes would have the Super Bowl. I just think that's another way to attack it if you think it's going to be Kansas City and Philadelphia, 8-1 to on uh, Mahomes. I really like the 8-1 to price there. If you like Philadelphia, don't even hate the Jalen price either, to be quite honest with you. The only concern I have with Mahomes with the passing yards is he hasn't went over 300 against the Bengals yet. We know they're going to make the right adjustments in the second half. And if I'm Cincinnati and I'm Lou, you know what I do against – all those skill position players, all that speed for Kansas City. I just pressed those receivers at the line of scrimmage. So we might see Andy Reid run the ball in this game. You know what I mean? Or we might see Mahomes, yeah. just those quick little four or five yard slants down the field. A lot of Juju underneath, a lot of Kelsey underneath. That's the Pacheco only- game. Pacheco game. Yeah. Oh, by the way, you asked me what I like. So 11 and a half, over 11 and a half carries for Pacheco. I also like his rushing yards. He's going to have to go off in this game if the Chiefs are going to win and cover. So I think this is going to be a big Pacheco game. And that's the only thing that concerns me about that Mahomes angle. But if we're getting eight to one on Mahomes and I think they're winning the Super Bowl, I do think that that's worth a play. He's way back, but A.J. Brown at 22 to one for receiving yards later, that's a possibility. He could go off in two games. Oh, absolutely, man. Especially in this matchup. Again, the Niners, 25th DVOA covering these deep passes down the field. A.J. Brown, the only thing, again, that concerns me a little bit is a hip injury has nothing to mess with. But I don't know. If he was only 40%, 50%, do you think he'd be demanding the ball and saying, hey, I'm not going to be a diva out there, but I want the damn football? I think he's good to go. I I like that. I think that that's actually a better bet than the Mahomes passing yards. Horvey, next time we talk, we'll be hanging in Arizona for Super Bowl week. So I'm sure we'll do some on-air work on the BetQL network uh, together. That'll be a blast. But after that, probably the next time we talk here on Early Odds, we're going to be uh, reacting to the MLB win totals and talking about why the Cubs are going to go over. Oh, Cubs are going over. I might even take a stab on them to win the NL Central. Obviously, oh! the 
Cardinals probably not going anywhere. I don't love the rotation. We'll see. Like, is Adam Wainwright at 40 years old going to be what he was last year? Is Jack Flaherty going to stay healthy? I like this lineup, man. Uh, I don't know about the pitching. We got to see when Kyle Hendricks is coming back, when he's going to be available. But I'm liking this Cubs roster. At least they're going to be watchable. At least they're going to be fun again. You got that right. Ryan Horvath, best of luck with all your wagers of BetMGM tonight. Uh, Really looking forward to it. And uh, Chiefs Eagles. I think. Don't forget that you can hear both the NFC and AFC championship games right here on The Score tomorrow. Up next on Early Odds, Super Bowl MVP value, and the awards finalists are out, so let's see if we'll be cashing any tickets. I'm Joe Ostrowski on Twitter by my name, at Joe Ostrowski, and you're listening to 670 The Score and the Odyssey app. The Score listener line is powered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. Only three games remaining in the NFL season, and we're talking about Championship Sunday coming up, of course, tomorrow. Early odds with Joe Ostrowski, Sports Radio 670. The Score back in our normal time slot, Saturday mornings, 8 to 9 a.m., and our regular contributor is Jim Miller of Hawthorne Racecourse. He's a head coach slash manager. He's also a pitching coach as well. Jim is very busy during these very busy times. What's up, Jim? It, it's busy times, but it's a great time. I'll tell you, I love coaching youth baseball more than anything else. I've coached my son. Now I get to see your kid coming along, and I'll tell you, the athletic prowess is there in the Yostrowski <laughs> family. So I'm proud of him. That kid throws strikes. He's like a pitching machine out there throwing strikes. He doesn't miss. He doesn't believe me, but I tell him that he's already – much better at baseball than I was <laughs> at his age. So those that don't know, which is most of you, uh, Jim helps us out with pitching and uh, the kids are coming along. So we're really excited about the upcoming season. We're also excited about championship Sunday tomorrow. Now we've touched on MVP. I, w- I want to yeah. talk a little bit about Super Bowl MVP and how those odds have changed. I don't think some of them have changed enough, Jim. We'll do that coming up in a few minutes. But since we talked about a lot of these NFL awards all year, we should hit on it since uh, they've announced the finalists. And I think they've made some big mistakes. So the big one, NFL MVP. I don't have a problem with anything they did here. Uh, we all know that Patrick Mahomes will likely win the award. So you've got Mahomes in there, and it's a quarterback award. So what do you know? There's Burrow, there's Hertz, there's Josh Allen. But what I think kind of signals that we know the Offensive Player of the Year winner is the fifth player of the MVP finalist is not a quarterback. It's a receiver. His name is Justin Jefferson, a guy that we talked about having some value with a few weeks left in the regular season, that if he can be your receiving leader, he would also be the offensive player of the year. I think all signs point to Jefferson uh, being the OPOY. And think about this. All season long, all anybody talked about was Tyreek Hill. It was Tyreek, Tyreek, mm-hmm. Tyreek because of all the yards in that. Jefferson came along, and I think the thing is, with how the Vikings continually won those close games, and Jefferson having to have a continued impact in all those close games, and then compiling yardage after yardage after yardage, that's what puts him in the mix. So I think you're right, and it is a difference between MVP and player of the year. The MVP is going to be the quarterback award, but we saw last year with Cooper Cup too. I think it does go to the receiver, and Justin Jefferson I think should be the likely winner. The odds told us in the middle of the season that Micah Parsons was going to be the defensive player of the year, but with the second half that Nick Bosa had, he could no longer be denied. 
he is certainly going to win this award. Yeah. The third name that they threw in for a finalist playing tomorrow, Chris Jones. Uh, that that was kind of the interesting part there, Jim. But I know you've got a thought on comeback, something we've talked about a number of times this year. So offensive well, player of the year, it feels to me like they're going away from quarterbacks. And in recent years, they've gone towards quarterbacks for the comeback as well. Here are your three finalists for comeback player of the year. I do have a bet. I'm hoping cash is here. Geno Smith, Seahawks QB, and two running backs. Christian McCaffrey, San Francisco. They have not lost a game with Christian McCaffrey yet. And maybe New York bump. Saquon Barkley came on strong at the end. He ends up being a finalist for comeback. All right, let me ask you this. Okay, Do you think they got it right with Geno there over Jared Goff? and it's that, hard that, that probably came down to which quarterback makes the playoffs right and it could be and th- and that's hard because golf put up incredible numbers but and and we saw him in, in the voting throughout the course of the year but again with quarterbacks the question is what are you coming back from were you coming back from an injury or were you coming back from bad <laughs> so, th- and, and that yeah. is and it's something you have to take into account so now i think you look at the running backs what saquon barkley did this year was absolutely incredible because he's been coming back. He's he's been dealt the injury bug in the past, and that's a team that that way way exceeded expectations. Nobody ever thought they were. This was a team we talked about at the start of the year as a possibility for worst record, and mm-hmm. instead they made the playoffs and won a game. And then Christian McCaffrey, this was the guy that kind of tied everything together. He goes over to the Niners. All of a sudden, it's him. Brock Purdy comes into the mix. Everything just came together and all they did is win so to me it's the two running backs I don't think Geno Smith should win the award I would be down to the two backs okay so I I talked about Saquon being 20 to 1 with a few weeks left I'm mad at myself for not getting a ticket uh the New York bump everything there I do have McCaffrey at plus 750 so that's what I'm hoping for I think I have a real shot here What, what do you what do you think happens I think you have a real shot there, too. And here's the thing also. When you talk about voters and they see how these teams play time and again and again, yes, there's a New York bump for Saquon, but McCaffrey has done everything. This is a guy that's not just running the ball. He's catching the ball. He's doing it all for a team that just kind of became the story of the second half of the season. Seven and a half to one is a great number. I would feel pretty comfortable with that number, too. Okay, my biggest live ticket is on Offensive Rookie of the Year. Now, the finalist, surprising to some, because the guy playing quarterback for San Francisco with a limited sample size is a finalist. Brock Purdy's a finalist. Kenneth Walker, Seahawks running back, a finalist. Garrett Wilson, New York Jets. I've got Garrett Wilson 25 to 1. They keep Chris Olave out, Jim. That was surprising because Olave was the guy that was a, a favorite or one of the top favorites most of the year. Here's the thing about it. Kenneth Walker missed some games due to injury. Mm-hmm. I don't think as well as Brock Purdy has played, and, and I'm a fan of his, I don't think he has a big enough sample size. The guy that was there day in and day out. And again, no. this, it's a team that faltered a little bit later in the season, but the Jets weren't expected to do anything either. And they were a team that was in the mix all the way until week 17. And Garrett Wilson was a guy that came on time. And again, and think about what he came on with. Zach Wilson, who, who was just horrendous throughout the course of the year, and then Mike White, who actually realized that Garrett Wilson was on the field. But this was a guy that had to do it with basically everything up against him at the quarterback position and, and did it well. 
And he's the guy that definitely provided value throughout the year, too. I didn't even get the best number. There was a 40 at one point, but uh, do you think I'm cashing Garrett Wilson 25 to one? Got the job done. Good, good rookie campaign with trash quarterback play. I don't, Joe. I'm sorry. Ah! I think they're going to give it to Kenneth Walker. Walker. I think they will give okay. it to Kenneth Walker. But you know what? I, I think at least Wilson, Wilson being a finalist shows that you are on the right path. But I do think Walker will get it in the end. But there's going to be a uh, Jets rookie that does win an award, it appears. Defensive rookie of the year. It's going to be Sauce Gardner over in Hutchinson yes. and Tariq Wollin, right? I would think so, yeah. But Hutchinson, yeah. look at how he came on late, though. And here's the thing. How many voters yes, he did. watched the final game of the season? Yep. And if they watched that final game of the season against the Packers, Hutchinson was everywhere. Was anybody swayed by that? That could be a question mark there. So that's the one thing where I do think Hutchinson's in the mix. All right. Save the best for last. What a joke. The finalists for coach of the year are. It's Brian Dayball. Cool. I have no problem with that. I was talking up Dayball over the summer. Everything accomplished. Look at the lack of talent on that roster. Yeah. He yeah. deserves a ton of credit. Kyle Shanahan, QB3 now, is playing in the NFC Championship game. We know how he's an offensive mastermind. Of course, he gets a ton of credit. By the way, he was 50-1 to this season. 50-1 to when Purdy took over. Doug Peterson, they win probably the worst division in the NFL. Okay, yeah. but the slop fest that he took over from Urban Meyer, I understand why he's getting respect. Here's my issue. Nick Sirianni can't make the top three. He's not on the list. He didn't make the top three. He went 14 and one when he had a starting quarterback 14 and one. And it's not like they had chiefs bills expectations. The win total was nine and a half. He goes 14 and one with Jalen hurts. Doesn't make the top three. And, And Jim, the other morning, there was a top five that floated out before this top three was out. I think I have a bigger gripe with another one. Kevin O'Connell. Yes, it was a fraudulent team. They go 13 and four, and Kevin O'Connell was not on the top five list. What a joke that was. Because, yes, I know the the ball bounced their way with the Minnesota Vikings this year. I get that, and that's going to happen with some teams. Look at the point differential, all that stuff with turnovers. Understood. But you can't tell me the biggest part of the Vikings turnaround was upgrading at at head coach to O'Connell. This is a travesty of an award ridiculous i mean sir to me sirianni i thought was the winner i can't believe that you didn't even say that he's not a finalist not a finalist that finalist oh my gosh all right so let me ask you this all right and i talked about dan campbell throughout the year look what he did the second half of the season here's the thing he wasn't on the top five either he didn't make the top five which is which is ridiculous because he did not have a whole lot to work with shanahan yes it was the third string quarterback and it was a huge number Look at what he had around him. Incredible defense. Weapons galore. Yes, the the team went on a run. Sirianni, that's probably the biggest travesty of all the awards to me. Shanahan gets it, right? Uh, Out of those three, he better. Well, Doug should not. Yeah, No. Doug's awesome. should not. No. Yeah, I don't think so. Third place in his division, by the way. Yeah. That's not coach of the year. It's a great year. Great year. Yeah, it's not coach of the year. Awesome hire, but yeah, not coach of the year. Early odds with Joe Ostrowski, Sports Radio 670. (laughs) Blows my mind. I've been mad the last couple NBA coach of the year winners. I don't know that this is bettable anymore. Like, what's the criteria? Tell me what I need. Then I can figure out a path. I'm going to bet this. Dick, 14 to (laughs) three. No, you're not top five. Not top five. Nope. Nope. 
Oh, Sirianni, you unfortunate to want their starting quarterback? Well, those two games at the end when you had Minshew didn't look so hot. Get out of oh here. So the one seed in the NFC. They might be – get out of here. All right. <laughs> Let's talk about <laughs> Super Bowl MVP. We've hit on this in yep. recent weeks. How are we attacking this? Are we looking for some big value? Are we going to touch on each team? Or are we going to try and project – the uh, teams that we think are going to face off a couple of weeks from now in the Super Bowl and uh, take some shots there. You have to look for value. So I'm staying away from quarterback for all of these. So what I'm doing is I picked one guy from each team that I think would be worthy of a ticket right now. Now, we can skip by San Francisco because I talked about him last week. George Kittle, I caught at 120 to 1. This week, he's 55 to 1. But He's the guy that has the potential to go for 100-plus yards and two TDs. So he's one guy that I would look at. Mm -hmm. All right, now I want to see what you think on these other three. If I went the route of the Philadelphia Eagles, you can catch Miles Sanders right now at 95-1. to This is a guy that last week, 17 carries, 90 yards, but he's a guy that if it's a close game, they're going to lean on him. He has the potential to go for 100-plus yards and multiple touchdowns, so he's a guy that provides value there for Philly. Now, on the AFC side, there's two different ways to go. Kansas City right now, Travis Kelsey has been insanely incredible all playoffs long. He was 28-1. to 1. This was mm -hmm. a guy that had a monster week last week. He is the red zone target. He's a two- to three-touchdown guy target. He's a, say, 10-15 to 15 reception possibility, too, and he's 28-1. to 1. And then if you really want to think big on the other side of things, for Cincinnati, T. Higgins is 90 to 1 right now. Now, this is a guy that has big play potential. He's a guy that would probably need two monster plays and 150 plus yards, but he's a big number. He's probably to me should be the longest shot. But I think the others provide some value. And then maybe T. Higgins is a little bit of a long shot there. I know. I was looking at that Higgins number as well. Jamar Chase at 24. Is there really that big of a gap? I don't know. I, I guess there is, but it wouldn't surprise me if T. Higgins, uh, wins the award and for a dart throw that's not bad i'm looking at receivers mentioned it before two of the last four years receivers have won this award the other two it was quarterback play as far as defensive players winning it it feels like we're at a point now a defensive player can win it still but they've got to have name value and you've got yep. to have a monster game so possibilities that i was looking at i also had kelsey down i did at 28 to 1 but I think Kansas City wins this game. So I was looking on the defensive side. Is it possible? Maybe. Chris Jones has the name. We just yep. said he's a finalist for Defensive Player of the Year. You could find Chris Jones at 80-1. to 1. He's worth a play if you think the Chiefs are going to win. Because what is that Chris Jones number if they're playing in the Super Bowl? And on the Eagles, I was also looking on the offense away from Hurts. But I was looking on the outside, like I mentioned, because re receivers. A.J. Brown is 35. Devontae Smith is 50. I talked about uh, Devontae in the past when he was hanging around 60. I think this is still a good number. NFC yeah. Championship game, and he's 50-1. to one. We saw him score that touchdown early last week. He could have had a couple of them. So I'm looking at A.J. Brown and Devontae as well. I have a big ticket on Debo, so that's what I'm hoping with San Fran. But if you think the Niners are going to win, I would absolutely put something down on Nick Bosa at 50 to one, 50 to one. He's yeah. a, and he's a three sack potential guy. And I think three sacks puts you in the mix. He can blow that game up. All right. Best of luck to you, Jim. I think it's going to be the Eagles in the Super Bowl on the other side. And you think it's Niners still? I do think it's Niners still. 
honestly, whomever wins that game now is going to win the Super Bowl because I thought Ooh. Buffalo had, was the one that had the chance to win the Super Bowl out of the AFC side. So but I think if, whoever the NFC champ is is your Super Bowl champ. But what if it's Kansas City and then Mahomes is going to be even healthier with two weeks to rest? It doesn't matter. The, the offensive weapons that you see for both of those teams between Philly and San Fran are just going to be too much for the KC defense. Very good. Jim Miller, Hawthorne Racecourse. Uh, Jim, let's do this again. Next week, we'll have our Super Bowl matchup, and we'll start to break down those props, all right? I, I love it, Joe. Thanks. Good luck. And this is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. Thanks for hanging with me Saturday mornings, 8 to 9, on 670 The Score and the Odyssey app. Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. Championship Sunday tomorrow, and you'll be able to hear both games for the right to go to the Super Bowl right here on 670 The Score. It's been a popular week for the first round of mock drafts to be released, and I've seen five different players mock to go number one. Why? Well, that's because some project trades, which is pretty idiotic in my book, but I kind of get it. Uh, Nobody thinks the Bears sit at one and take a non-quarterback, but if you don't project trades, you have to have the Bears taking a non-QB usually. Uh, Some movement, though, for the overall number one pick. Still Bryce Young, the favorite. C.J. Stroud, the second favorite. No change there. But now it's Will Levis and Jalen Carter co Third favorites, both at plus 550. Will Anderson rounding out the top five. Massive drop-off after the top five for that number one pick. There's your draft odds update of the week. Catch me all week on BetQL Daily and from Arizona during Super Bowl week on BetQL Daily. Weekdays, 8 to 11 a.m. on 105.9 FM HD2. 105.9 FM HD2 and the Odyssey app under the BetQL network. It's all podcasted as well, just like this show. Early Odds is podcasted. Inside the Clubhouse is next. Cash those tickets and keep it locked right here on 670 The Score. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.